following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! From the DraftKings studios on the Virginia side of the Potomac, welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast. I'm your host, man. We got a we got a hell of a show for you today. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you how you can get yourself $200 in free bets from the good friends of ours, at DraftKings. But right now, we got to talk some hockey because that's right, training camp has started, and believe it or not, the Caps are on the ice for the first time this Sunday. All right, all right, all right. It's going to be an interesting season, that's for sure. Tarek El-Bashir of The Athletic is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about what training camp has looked like so far and how the season could shake out, at least how it looks right now. Tarek says there, uh, there are some guys out there that are some young kids that are making a push and that are going to make things really, really hard for Peter Laviolette and company when it comes to making decisions on this roster. And then after that, we're going out to Ashburn, and we will be checking in with Taylor Heineke, Ron Rivera, the rest of the crew with the Washington football team as they get ready for Buffalo this weekend. First, though, it's time for us to drop the pucks. we got to talk some hockey. Capitals insider Tarek Albashir of The Athletic and TNT Sports as well. Joining us to talk a little preseason Caps hockey. Tarek, thank you so much. Dare I say probably, I think Peter Laviolette's favorite reporter in the media group. That would be you, sir. I, I, I don't know how you have cast that spell over him, but you have. So well done on that, on that uh, front. Uh, Bob, I'm not so sure that's 100% accurate. <laughs> well, he, he, um, always, he always refers to you by name. Everybody else is a disembodied voice there, but every time it's, well, Tarek, I'll tell you this, and Tarek, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I, I think there's some longevity there. I've covered this league for a long time, and I've covered him you know, at a number of different stops. So probably a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, he's a fun guy to cover. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. We haven't had a whole lot of face-to-face time at all because of COVID. So mm-hmm. looking forward to here in the next couple of weeks through training camp to actually, you know, talk to him face-to-face and, you know, get him off to the side and pick his brain on a few things. Uh, you know, nice. I, I'm hoping, I know a lot of other reporters are hoping that the access is going to be, you know, a whole lot better and we'll be able to tell fans better stories once we're face-to-face with guys once again. Most, most definitely. Um, before we get to the Capitals, got to ask you, TNT with the new uh, with the new NHL contract, you will actually be part of their studio coverage, correct? Well, um, perhaps. It, it sounds like a lot of the stuff is going to be at the arena. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I, I, uh, uh, they reached out to me over the summer and, um, uh, it, it sounded like an extremely, you know, enticing opportunity to, to get it on the ground floor with, you know, a company that has, I've been, I've been watching their NBA coverage for a decade now and, you know, it's, it's outrageously funny and, and really well put together. And, um, you know, when, when the, the uh, the rights changed hands, um, I certainly put my antenna up and, you know, they reached out and, you know, we were able to, to, to come to an agreement and yeah, I, I, you know, I'll still cover the Capitals full-time for the athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be some times where, you know, I'll have to probably scoot out of town to go, uh, do some stuff for TNT, you know, at an arena, uh, probably on the East Coast. You know, uh, there's so many teams within, you know, just a few hours of, of Washington, D.C. Um, I'm sure they're going to use me in in, in, uh, in that vein. We're ha- having, you know, meetings this week, so I'll probably get my assignments uh, for the season uh, coming up here in the next few days. Looking forward to it. Now, now without giving away the store or anything, is the feel of the pregame show going to be a, a lot like the NBA one? Is that what, we're, what, that what they're kind of going for? Hard to say. I'm so low, to, low on the totem pole that they, they don't tell me a whole lot. It's going to be, hey, Tarek, camera's on, talk. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be finding out around the same time um, uh, viewers are. Maybe maybe with a little bit of lead time. Uh, we have some rehearsals and some other things coming up here, so I'm sure I'll get a chance to see the set and some and some other things. But um, as of right now, um, I'm, I'm in the dark. Uh, but I'll tell you this, you know, just from listening to what people were saying about what happened on the media tour, in Chicago, I mean, they had drones and all sorts of really cool stuff. Uh, TNT is going to do it right. Uh, it, it's it's going to be fun. You know, my, they, they picked some awesome, an awesome team of commentators for, you know, in the, in the studio and at the glass as well. Um, I think it's going to be a ball. And and the games, they picked some outstanding games, starting right off the bat with Capitals um, Rangers uh, picking up where they left off. So uh, it's going to be a hoot. Yeah, as, as my father once said, Best piece of advice he ever gave me. And as long as the check clears every two weeks, you have absolutely no problem. That solves everything. <laughs> no doubt. All right. I want to get into training camp, but you mentioned it uh, that first game of the season against the Rangers. We all have seen what the Rangers did in the offseason. Is Tom Wilson pretty much living rent free in the Rangers' head at this point? I, I think it's overblown a little bit, but I mean, teams, general managers have even said over the years that they've made adjustments to their rosters to kind of counterbalance the Tom Wilson effect. I mean, there, there there's no denying that. Now, did he get, you know, did, did, did he get the front office fired and, you know, cause all of these <laughs> other moves? I, I don't, I don't know how much, you know, truth there is to all of that, but I mean, um, it, it's a it's a fun narrative on Twitter. I can tell you that. Cap's Twitter uh, just blows up every time the Rangers do anything. Uh, um, uh, you know, saying you know uh, Tom Wilson's the 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 president and general manager of the Rangers. It, it's funny, you know. It's 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 a good talking point. Um, I, I you know, I if I had to guess, yeah, the, he'll get challenged by by Revo. You know, probably just you know, start the, start the game. And then I think they'll, they'll bury the hatchet and they will be back to hockey. At least that's the way I think it's going to play out. Yeah. I'd love to know what the over under is on him uh, having to drop the gloves for the first time. I'm guessing about two minutes there into the first period. You know, Bob, I have to guess, uh, usually in situations like this, the referees will knock on the door before the game. Hey, listen, you know, everyone's watching. (laughs) Gary's watching. We're watching. Don't do anything stupid to embarrass yourselves in the game. 
And, um, you know, we don't want a repeat of what happened the last time you guys played. You know, you guys should have settled that back then. Let's get back to playing hockey. Um, so I, that usually means cooler heads are going to prevail. I mean, some time has passed, you know, since all the, the stuff that went on last season. I do think there's going to be a fight, but I, I, I don't. I don't, my gut tells me it's not going to be out of control. It's not going to be line brawls from the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is, this is not the iron league and none of you are Tim, Dr. Hook McCracken. So let's just right. play hockey. All right. Training camp. Um, we've seen the rookies now on the ice. I've seen um, Connor McMichael has been getting some, some decent press. Sounds like he's looked good. What have you seen from, from the young kids out there? Yeah, this was an interesting uh, camp. You know, a lot of teams sent their rookies to tournaments where they played against, you know, other clubs, rookie teams. And um, the Capitals pulled back on that. You know, they had done that before in Estero, Florida, and they had done it in um, uh, Traverse City, and, and other, they had done other tournaments. And they decided they were racking up too many injuries in those tournaments. And they we saw injuries this past week uh, you know, for other teams. Uh, players in those tournaments that they wanted to get them with their coaches and get some development in, you know, more nutrition, more training, more eyeballs, um, you know, from, from throughout the organization on these youngsters. And, and I think they accomplished that. I mean, I watched uh, pretty intently and um, the guys you would expect to stand out, stood out. I mean, I, it's Connor McMichael was the best player on the ice. In, in my opinion, he's close. Um, you know, unfortunately for him, he's going to have to really push his way onto this roster. I, I think he factors in a little bit. Uh, this year for the Capitals. Um, I think he gets some games here. Uh, you know, he probably spent some time in Hershey as well, but you know, he's the top prospect and, you know, he should have been the best player on the ice. And he was uh, Hendricks Lapierre uh, is a player, you know, he, he's also a little bit taller, a little bit stronger, a little bit heavier, still has a long way to go in that department. Um, if you ask me, uh, but uh, you know, his puck control and his offensive instincts and just his motor. I mean, it, he's, he's going to be a really special player. Um, you know, the other guy that, that I really kind of focused on was Alexei Protas, um, you know, uh, big Russian six, or I'm sorry, from, from Belarus, uh, six foot six, 210 pounds, uh, played in the KHL last year during the whole COVID, uh, uh, situation. So he got to play against grown men. Uh, he's going to play in Hershey this year, but, uh, he's done growing. He's done growing. He's now got to fill out that six foot six frame. I think he's going to be a good, good player. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't get a, a, a whole lot of, you know, I, I've been out there at MedStar the past few days, and the way it works out there is the veterans get the ice for an hour, then kind of that middle Hershey group gets the ice for an hour, and then the rookies go out there for camp. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been watching all of them. You know, the other prospects, I would say, uh, uh, are going to get a look, a long look this year um, and in the next few weeks. Martin Faravari, uh, left shot defenseman, from Slovakia, uh, you know, we all know about him. He's he's, he's going to challenge for a spot. I'd be surprised if he's not on the opening night roster. And uh, Alexei, uh, uh, Alex, uh, Alexiev, another left shot defenseman, also coming along. You know, I, I, I don't know if he's, you know, ready for prime time right now, but he's going to be. Six foot four, starting to fill into his body. Good two-way defenseman. He's not going to wow you offensively or, you know, blow guys up. He just plays very solid defense. That's um, good. Oh, go ahead. So, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was, those are the guys who really jumped out to me. You know, there's kind of that second tier of guys, you know, Tobias Geiser and, and, and some others, but, um, uh, you know, 
the, the, the main guys, uh, you know, LaPierre, Protoss, McMichael, Fairvari, and Alexia. But those are the guys I remember. That's not a bad list considering how maligned the uh, farm system's been lately. I mean, it, it sounds like the Caps have some guys that are pretty close to getting ready to make the jump. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, it's, it's maligned for – for good reason, Bob. I mean, you know, for a long time, when you're trying to keep your window open, you're trading away draft picks, you're trading away, you know, young players because you're trying to augment your your veteran core. And and for a while there, it was you know ranked at or near the bottom, and rightfully so. I think in most recent, uh, you know, most recently, um, some of the draft picks have started kind of pushing those guys, pushing the caps further up. They're probably in the mid twenties now, which is probably about right, mostly because of McMichael and Lapierre. Pierre, a, a lot of the um, uh, folks who follow prospects feel like he was a big, a big steal. Um, so uh, improving, but I mean, look, a winter, winter is coming for this team, right? I mean, at some point it's, yeah. it's going to, yeah. there's going to be a long winter and they're going to have to reload. And um, you know, they've got an experienced scouting staff that's been together for a long time. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do the best to, to, to get this, you know, this organization headed in the right direction once again once you know the Alex Ovechkin era comes to an end here in the next what three four years yeah and obviously again that's that's not this year but from looking at the veterans I know you you can't tell much in training camp but what's your expectation for this veteran core has Brian McClellan propped the window open for a little while longer for a deep playoff run I don't know his hands were really tied Bob you know the the salary cap didn't go up, you know, when they start putting together their plans for rosters, you know, they're looking at, you know, they're expecting the, the, the cap to jump, you know, a certain percentage every year. And then no one saw the pandemic coming and that put a cap on, uh, on uh, the ceiling. And, you know, this team really is the exact same team that got bounced in the first round by the Bruins last year, minus right. Brendan Dillon. So it's hard to say they got any better. I mean, you know, they're adding Martin Farivari's little, more mobile back there but Brendan Dillon you know I, I know he, you know caught some flack from fans he was pretty tough around the net and you know it was a solid solid defenseman he was consistent on a night to night basis um you know losing him is going to hurt a little bit I, I really think it's kind of a push really I mean this is the same team a year older I think the internal hope Bob is that they're going to have a team that's going to be healthy they were not healthy going into the playoffs last year they're not going to have the covid um uh, problems that they had last year remember that they had to do without samsonov and kuznetsov and there was a lot going on all the testing there was a lot going on alex missed some time and then took him a while to get going again um they're hoping that the combination of health better health luck no covid problems and more consistent goaltending from uh vitek vanacek and Ilya samsonov is going to help them make an eighth straight playoff appearance and as we know, the NHL tournament is the most random in pro sports. You get in, anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. So yeah. you you punch your ticket, and then you hope you get hot at the right time, and your goaltender's playing well, and your your health is good, and they got the coaching, you know, and they got the goal scorers. Um, the hope is can they make one more run here this year, next year, you know, before they have to start thinking about retooling. And I think two guys that you just mentioned are probably the key and that's probably going to keep a lot of people up at night is can Yevgeny Kuznetsov stop being a knucklehead and can he not drag Ilya Samsonov along with him? Cause unfortunately I th that might've been a, a big part of the problem last year. 
Yeah, it, it, it was it was problematic. Um, you know, the thing with with Kuznetsov that's so frustrating is there there are always times where you think he's turned the corner and you think that okay, Laviolette's gotten to him now. He's playing in the third period. He's getting the faceoffs in the D zone that he wanted. It seems like there's some trust building there, and then bam, he's late for a meeting. You know, he's suspended for a game, and then it just kind of goes downhill. Then he gets COVID for a second time. Look, you don't want to blame anyone for getting COVID twice in the middle of a global pandemic. But how many people do you know that got it twice? I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's, a, you know, I, I don't want to say it's irresponsible, but it, it didn't happen to everyone else. A little, right? a little irresponsible. So, um, <laughs> so we, look, I, I, he's, 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 it's, it's a frustrating situation. The Capitals, you know, said they were going to listen to uh, trade offers. Didn't sound like much came their way that they were interested in. The challenge here is going to be Laviolette getting through to Kuznetsov, getting him to pull in the rope with the same amount of force as everyone else every night, pulling in the same direction. Because he, where he really screwed up was he showed us how good he could be during that Stanley Cup run and in the first two months of the next season. And when he was an elite player for that for that twelve month stretch, now everyone measures everything he does against that twelve month stretch. So. Can he get back there? I, I think it's the key to the season. I think it's the key to the season. Um, you know, we're not 100% sure about Nicholas Backstrom's health right now. Uh, something tells me he's going to ease his way into the season. So that's going to put even more pressure on Kuznetsov to, to, to produce and kind of carry the load uh, down the middle, uh, especially early on. So what do we got uh, here the next few weeks? Uh, training camp for, you know, the next few weeks. Uh, exhibition games start, yes. I think, next week, correct? Correct. Sunday, Sunday, they start right off the bat. So um, they, they've got uh, physicals tomorrow for the for the veteran players, physicals and testing. Uh, that's not open to media, uh, unfortunately, because it's always fun to watch that that bag skate where they, where they almost <laughs> oh, fall yeah. over. Um, uh, so that's either that's either tomorrow or going to be the day that on media day. But mm-hmm. um, then they they get right into the games in the NHL. I think they're together for like two practices, and then they, I think they they host the Bruins Sunday night. Yeah, in a preseason game, and then it's then it's five more games against the same three opponents, and then um, a few more days of practice, and then regular season. They're they're hosting the Rangers, and, and we're off. So um, you know, unlike a lot of teams, they're not a whole lot of big decisions to be made here. I mean, really, it's going to be the same guys. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that it's just kind of going to be boring and no one's paying attention. I mean, you know, if something doesn't look right. Brian McClellan has shown he's, he's aggressive and will go out and rectify that problem real quick. Um, but, you know, I, I've been watching the informal skates. I, I'd be hard-pressed to say something significant is going to happen roster-wise between now and, and opening night. It's going to be the same group, and they still have health and uh, no COVID, and <laughs> they can they can punch through one more time. Yeah, well, hey, eight, eight straight years, so, you know, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. So, bottom line, then, with these exhibition games, if somebody flashes, don't get too excited wait till the middle of the year or something like that yeah you know i mean can connor might mcmichael force his way onto the roster sure i mean if he goes out in these exhibition games they're gonna be watching him really closely he's he's the guy i mean Faravari, i think they've already talked themselves into putting him on the roster mcmichael Mm -hmm. is the guy they gotta they gotta see him flash if he flashes and let's say he scores two or three goals just looks really comfortable out there against grown men okay now now what do we do brian Are, are we gonna are we going to find a spot for him? If, if Backstrom's not ready to start the season, can he start the season in Backstrom's spot? Do we just – do the Caps just trade Carl Hagelin and push 
you know, Sherry down a spot and mm-hmm. put Michael on the wing next to Eller. I mean, uh, that opens up a, wor- a world of possibilities if um, if he if he flashes. If not, which is probably what's going to happen, he starts in Hershey, gets some more experience. Injuries inevitably pile up. He'll come up and play a few games, um, uh, you know, and hopefully has a good solid year of development down in Hershey and then is full ready for full-time action the following year. In that but, case, but I mean, but he can force their hand. Yeah, he can force their hand. I mean, if he if he dominates or shows that he's dominate, probably the wrong word. If he shows he's ready, this is a team that needs some cap space. Yeah, they. I could see them trying to move some cap space and hey, put in Connor McMichael with his nine hundred thousand dollars salary. That clears up a lot of problems. I leave you with this thought. Yeah, I, th- I find it very interesting that we have never seen Connor McMichael and Connor McDavid in the same room at the same time. That is not true. That is not true. They trained oh, really? together all summer. They trained oh, together damn. all summer. They oh, were shoot. on the ice in, in, uh, in Ontario in Ontario all summer. So I didn't personally see it, but I'm sure someone <laughs> has a video or a, or a picture of the two of them. He was talking about it the other day. You see, you know, we asked him, or I asked him um, you know, what he did over the summer for training. Um, uh, he said he, he worked with uh, Gary Roberts's um, high performance group, which is uh, you know out of Ontario. You know uh-huh. Gary Roberts, a, a former yeah. NHLer, um, also a fitness and nutrition buff, and all the top guys go there. And he said it was an amazing experience, you know, learning from Gary, but also you know um, being on the same ice as Connor McDavid and and Stephen Samkos, and just kind of picking their brain and you know watching watching how they do things, watching how the you know their level of professionalism. And so um, there's a picture out there somewhere, Bob. We just got to find it. All right. We got to find it until I see it though. I say that we haven't seen him both on the same room at the same time. And Tarek, if, if folks want to get, uh, want to follow you on Twitter, because you do a great job covering the caps in the NHL, how do they follow you? Um, at Tarek, T-A-R-I-K underscore El Bashir, E-L-B-A-S-H-I-R. You can find my written work at the athletic and uh i'll be coming to a television near you uh soon and the written word is well worth the price of the subscription take my word thank for you. it yeah thanks my friend i appreciate it very much thank you for giving us some of your time today of course. the one and only Tarek el bashir well worth the price of a subscription uh, to go and subscribe to the athletic because Tarek is one of the best nhl writers in the business good that he's going to get some national run this year I think uh, people around the country are going to see what we in the DMV have known for years, and that's that Tarek is one of the best that's out there. we got to take a break. When we come back, though, time to shuffle off to Ashburn as the Burgundy and Gold get ready to shuffle off to Buffalo for week three of the NFL season. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. So week two of football is in the books. Now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when you bet $1 on any football game. So listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a bet of $1 on any week three game receive $150 in free bets instantly. If the sports book is not available in your state yet, don't worry because DraftKings still has huge cash prizes that are up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes 
with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? This is free play we're talking about here. You can turn it into big bucks if you play your cards right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Burgundy and Gold back on the practice field today. Getting ready for... Week three against the Buffalo Bills up in western New York. Buffalo has opened the week as a heavy favorite. Last time I checked the line, it was eight and a half. Would not be surprised to see that go up as we got closer to kickoff. A couple of uh, notes from earlier today. I guess the big one being Matt Ioannidis. Uh, He was practicing but not with the team he was on the side field doing work with the trainers that of course happens you know when a guy's got an injury of some sort he was nicked up a little bit uh, against the Giants but did come back onto the field remember he left the field went to the locker room but then came back and played pretty effectively the rest of the game we'll have to watch that a little bit this week hopefully Ioannidis will be good to go once we get to Sunday all right, let's get to uh, out to practice and get your, your uh, uh, exclusive behind-the-scenes access with the coaches and players. And we started off with Riverboat Ron, as we always do. First up here, after two weeks, how are things starting to gel? This roster has had almost a complete and total turnover since Ron Rivera walked into the building in January of 2020. So we wanted to know from him, how does he think this rebuild is coming along two weeks into his second season? I think they're falling into place nicely. You know, um, I I think, again, to me, the the big thing for us is to make sure, you know, we're doing things the right way. We're playing to our abilities. You know, we, we feel good about the players that we have. Now it's a matter of us getting them coached up so that they go out and they play to the best of their abilities. We talk a lot about how you can tell when Ron is really into a question, a topic, by how long he he talks about it. Uh, if he's not, he'll give you the kind of canned 15 or 20 second answer. If not, you know, he can go on for a couple of minutes. Interesting to hear what he had to say about Jamin Davis today. Davis, of course, rookie linebacker from Kentucky. Counted on to play the Mike linebacker position this year, which means he's making all of the defensive calls. That's a lot of stuff for a rookie to have to learn in the course of an OTA and a training camp. And here's how Ron thinks he's been handling it. Well, it's difficult. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, the big thing for us, looking at where he came from and the things that he did are, are, are comparably, comparably different than what he's used to. So he's you know, trying to learn a new style, a new techniques, understanding not just what you know what he has to do but as much as truly understanding what's happening in front of him you know the game is a little bit different when you take a step up um and so so some of the things that we ask him to do are are new to him and and he's learning those techniques you know he played well last week he really did he took a nice step and and it was very good to see 
Uh, yeah, after um, having a, a bit of a rough outing uh, opening week. Now, again, you have to kind of expect that. Again, we're talking about a rookie middle linebacker. So not only do you have to adjust to the pro game, but you've also got the responsibility of having to make these defensive calls as well. By the way, uh, we got to give props to uh, Dicky Javal of the Washington Post for that question. Also asked Ron uh, about snap counts and the fact that, you know, you've got a roster this year that, unlike years past, uh, has a lot of talent on it, at least individually. And how do you get all those guys on the field, specifically in the wide receiver room, which theoretically should get a lot more crowded after next week if uh, and when Curtis Samuel comes back. But one of the guys that Rivera said they have to get on the field more because he's capable of making plays is Cam Sims. Well, I, I think the thing is we, we, we got to get him on the field a little bit more. You know, and, and, and that's the truth of the matter. And I, and I know they've talked about it. The coaches have talked about that. You know, it's, it's, it's as you get started and you, you make adjustments. I mean, the first week we didn't use J.D. as much. Second week it was a conscious effort. Next thing you know, it's all of a sudden a realization, oh, man, that's right, that's what we do. You know, I mean, those first couple of, of, of games, learning experiences just as much for us. We know who we have, but, you know, let's make sure we're using them. You know, um, and, and if you look at the big difference from the first week to the second week, look at how many different guys got the ball thrown to them. And when, when you look at that, you'll see that there's a huge difference. And, and to me, that's important. That, 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 I think, is what helps keep our offense diverse is who's touching it and how many different people are. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an all-hands-on-deck situation in Buffalo, that's for sure. Keep it up with Josh Allen and the Bills. All right, Mick and the clock of the wall say we got to get out of here. We're going to save Taylor Heineke for tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, go and follow us on Twitter, will you? At BobMatthews965. You can keep up with everything, both Burgundy and Gold and Capitals related. Thanks to Tarek Al-Bashir, The Athletic, and TNT Sports for joining us to talk a little hockey. Caps less than a week away from their first preseason game. Going to be exciting, that's for sure. Talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Hey.